0: Welcome to the You Don't Own the Lake podcast. My name is Brian Andreka, owner and full-time fishing guide of Kansas Angling Experience Guide Service. Join me here once a week, as well as on the YouTube channel with special guests to discuss a wide variety of topics in the fishing world, from Kansas fishing to baits to presentations, boats, electronics, and just general all-around talking. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and hope you enjoy the episode. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode. On the podcast here, we have... Yet another in-person special guest today uh, was very fortunate to get in touch with good buddy, Josh Plates, a uh, local guy here in uh, Kansas Landwall, Missouri, I guess for you, but Josh owns and operates all by himself. Um, Clutch Swimbait Co. As you can see, Josh and I have our matching hats on. I knew that was going to happen. Represent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, no, super excited to have you here, man. Um, kind of a, you know, a, just a self-made Uh, self-employed business owner just making something all by himself and now things have absolutely exploded kind of like me with guiding over the last eight years and now with Josh here with the swimbait company and I'm not a huge swimbait guy I like to dabble here and there but I've always enjoyed watching Josh progress here over the last however many years it's not it's literally not even been that long and things have absolutely exploded so we're excited to have Josh on the show and um, kind of just get his background and kind of explain from his point of view where things are going. We've got some very cute baits here to show off. This one is mine that I'm so happy that Josh brought for me. Just glows. My small mouth candy small bar. Small mouth right candy bar right there. So anyway, man, um, I'll let you kind of take it away. We'll just, um, you know, let you kind of just talk about... And we'll get into, you know, we met fishing small-time, stupid local bass yeah, tournaments like together. A while ago now. like Le- Literally, like, pro- I mean, what? Six, seven years? Those tournaments, let's see, uh, 2016, 17, 18. I think it was the year
1: after you guys won Palmies when yeah. I started fishing. So, so it would I think have been 2017? 2017.
0: Yeah. I don't know how many years that is, but that's a lot of years. years five, <laughs> six, somewhere in there. We're getting yeah. older. And it's a fellow, w- fellow Wisconsinite mm-hmm. also. So go as back, we drink go. our summer shandies.
1: Hung with. up on the cord there, but yeah, go pack, go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jordan Love era.
0: It's coming. So, yeah, just tell us your background. Tell us kind of how things got started with the swim bait stuff. um I talk way too much on these podcasts. I feel like Steve O on his podcast, but he's, I mean, he just like goes off and starts talking when he has a guest on. And I try not to be like that. Oh, so, it's all good. Go for it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, started. I've been hunting and fishing my whole life, started fishing bass tournaments, I guess, back in 2017. Yeah. Um, but swim baiting has always kind of been a tool that I used in that that uh, tournament fishing kind of stuff. Uh, and just, I've always been a tinker, always mess with stuff, always cha- changing baits, kind of tweaking stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, finally just kind of started making glide baits and just. I'm a very obsessive compulsive person. Like when I find something I like, I go all in on it and just like, it consumes my
0: life. Sure. Yeah, and me too.
1: Probably to my detriment some of the time.
0: Yeah. Some aspects, adult, but,
1: sure. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of started super obsessing over it. And it's kind of grown into what it is. I mean, it, it, I know it's been several years in in the making, but it literally feels like yesterday.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Well, and I mean, to your advantage too, Social media has played a huge part in that, if not like almost all of it, short of, you know, getting baits in people's hands locally or on the tournament circuits to where, you know, somebody catches one good fish on it and puts it on Instagram. It's like, this is a clutch boss or the OG or whatever. And then everyone's like, where can I get one? Yeah.
1: And I've, I've always had just kind of like this kind of pull to like the marketing side of stuff. And like, and it, it seems like once I started clutch, it just kind of took over like it just it all this it it just felt like a natural transition Mm -hmm. and the social media side's been awesome and it it just kind of a somehow it's just all worked out yeah i i don't i don't i don't Uh, necessarily know how or why but it just seems like it all just like oh right well that you can say luck but i mean i guess luck's the how many times you put yourself in those opportunities to get lucky really makes a big difference. So it's
0: better to be lucky than good. Yeah, sometimes exactly. Too. exactly. <laughs> just yeah. like in fishing. So where did, I mean, so, I mean, these baits and I'm just going to, we've got yeah. a couple of Josh's baits here in front of us. Um, so this is the boss right here. We're just talking about this one, a 4.1 ounce bait. How long is this guy?
1: That's nine and three quarter.
0: Inches. That's what I thought. Yeah. Nine incher. Yep. And then we've got the OG. That this was, was the first, first one. This,
1: Yeah. This was the first one that I started selling um there was a lot before that mm-hmm. and actually the first glide bait i ever made i was actually fishing with keith the first time i was out there oh nice with. yeah yeah so local or a uh, uh, mutual buddy of ours my best our, good friend yeah keith flum real good buddies Yeah, you know, we were out there fishing and that was one of the first ones that i kind of hand carved out of wood and nice yeah it was it, just
0: like a bone color yeah something like just, this well, just like a, a solid
1: like basswood color or yeah. like uh I can't remember what it was out of it might have been pine
0: where was it, it? Was, what what lake were you on? uh do you remember
1: some little no name lake over in missouri oh okay yeah it wasn't it wasn't like a big it wasn't like truman or like the Ozarks. yeah or
0: anything, but but then this guy so that how how big is that one so that's seven and three quarters inches long which is what the
1: shirt i'm wearing yes it really is eight inches it's kind of the joke <laughs> because it's seven and three quarter yeah um, seven and three quarter um it's just shy of three ounces and this is a little bit more of a chopping style glide bait um, and I guess the darter is as well, but the boss, which is the new one that just came out. Yeah. Um, that's more of that wide, slow gliding action. And you can really tell if you kind of hold it like this, the choppers are going to have a lot more of an aggressive, uh, tilt to the tail sure, where that one is going to be a lot tighter mm-hmm. and that's allowing it to get a lot wider.
0: I'm sure it's really tough for everyone to tell in the videos we're sitting here doing this and they're like, well, they look the same when we're doing this, yeah. but there, there is a lot more to it. But yeah, then we've got the smaller sleeker little guy that's been darter. all the rage lately the, big time garter this has been we've seen this on social media yeah quite a bit it's uh
1: um. <laughs> it's a lot more of that tournament sized and guys are enjoying it for that a lot more it's because maybe it's more, smaller, maybe more bites yeah more. uh it it being a smaller profile it's going to have less drawing power than the big like the boss right. so the 10 incher so drawing power is one of those things that like so when you're fishing glide base it's not necessarily a hunger bite it's a lot of like you're, you're getting those fish's attention and you're triggering something in their head where they're getting territorial over the bait big time um and that's the bigger you go which we've got this bad boy right here which is 16 inches long <laughs> yeah. this has got a ton of drawing power like i've thrown this up next to some laydowns and stuff and had <clears throat> schools of four pounders come
0: out after it. so on that uh as you guys are watching this podcast i'm gonna uh it just imposed the uh the TikTok from the National Fishing Expo. Yeah, yeah. When we were there, and you toss that thing into the tank. Yeah. And literally every largemouth, and as you guys are listening to this, you're seeing it too. Like every largemouth in that tank is just following it. Yeah. It was the coolest that, thing.
1: That video's done crazy. I think it's at like 64 million views across all oh platforms. Oh my god, it's, that's insane. It's gone dude. crazy.
0: That is absolutely insane. But
1: yeah, so that's the bait. Um, it's one of I guess three now. Um I have one. Our buddy Blake Felix has one, and then I think Pawnix cameraman has one actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then that
0: just looks like something you'd have as like a novelty. Oh yeah. You know, just like hanging on the wall. Like, oh, yeah. for something like a podcast background.
1: Yeah, but I've I've got a special rod for it and After about five minutes, it's a musky rod. I was going to say, I I got it at Shields. It was like a hundred bucks. Literally has to be a musky rod. Yeah. A musky rod. And I mean, you throw it for about five minutes and then your arm's about to fall off.
0: Yeah, (laughs) You guys think throwing an A-Rig or something is brutal. That thing's insane.
1: Yeah. That'll, that'll check your manhood right there.
0: Yeah. Big time. (laughs) Well, I guess that kind of leads me to my next point too, is just talking about, you know, we've got like the social media side of things and everything is taken off and we're not just talking about like, Oh, Facebook and Instagram, like the TikTok TikTok's game for up. you has been, cause we talked about like last year at some point when you were talking to me and you were like, do you ever do anything on TikTok And I was like, no, oh, I just like, just really not for me. You know, yeah. it's not like my niche or whatever. and You're like, Oh man, you know, you got to do something you're missing out. And then within that timeframe from then until now your TikTok has is just absolutely gone insane. Yeah. And it's not I, like gimmicky stuff. Like, I gave you shit on one. Oh, of your I, posts I do about that the too. swim jig. I do that too. The cringy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Show them the swim jig too. Yeah, yeah. So that's this is a
1: 25 ounce swim jig. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bobby Roberts with Motion Fishing, give him a shout out. Uh, was coming out with a new swim jig, and I was like, well, for promotion, let's just make a giant one. So made a giant, giant swim jig, and yeah, we've had we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I mean, it's it's gotten a couple million views, which cool. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, I love doing that kind of stuff. And basically the thing with that is like, uh, I, I do all my own 3d CAD work and 3d printing. Um, and basically I found a really high temperature silicone that we were able to cast lead with. And I basically threw something that kind of looked like Bobby's swim jig in the CAD mm-hmm. blew it up to a huge size. And I mean, those are one inch teddy bear eyes in
0: there. And that's wild. <laughs> this,
1: this weed guards made out of a broom that I got from Walmart. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of all kind of came together. Uh, The hook is a, I think it, I can't remember if it's a 20 or 30-odd Goliath grouper hook. But, I mean, it's big.
0: Um, You could probably take that to Canada and get, like, legit a lot of follows. No, I'm talking about, like, muskies and norvines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's something as wild as hell. I've always told people
1: that's going to be the next video is either go to Florida or go to Alaska and catch either a Goliath grouper on it or a halibut. Mm -hmm. I've I've been told that there's a halibut market that we're not exploiting. (laughs) 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 They suck to make, but I don't know. I don't know (laughs) if we're actually going to end up making those.
0: That is too funny. But yeah, so then so that, you know, we were talking about that big giant bait and that was not this year, but. That was last year at the expo, right? That you brought that out or was it this Uh,
1: year? So at the Kansas city expo, this was not existing yet.
0: Right. Um, This this guy was, I
1: guess I should hold it up for the camera. Yeah. Um, This, when did I make this? I think I made it in October of last year. So this year would have been the...
0: This year was, yeah, okay. This year was I like, don't know. Everything is all blending together oh, yeah, with me now. But yeah, Josh was at the National Fishing Expo um, and I was too last year and this year. Last year too, right? Obviously. Yeah. 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 And so last year, that's when Zaldane was Zaldane there. Threw it in there. And yeah. that's when, that was, I think, the first time that Chris Zaldane got yep. his hands on one of your baits and then started fishing it. Yeah. That was like, was that the first big tournament exposure or pro you know elite guy exposure to a big bait like that maybe in person
1: uh in person for sure it was uh yeah i think that was the first
0: because how many how many did he buy at the show last uh, year Two. Oh, okay yeah. so who bought a lot this year didn't somebody buy a shitload this year maybe not i don't know um, maybe i'm thinking of somebody else
1: man it's all blending together i was, I was
0: gonna, gonna say you got a lot going on yeah a lot going on but all that was to say now we've, so it started with Zaldane for the most part. And then Polinick.
1: Polnick Walters,
0: uh, um, Cruz. Yeah. John Cruz, because that leads us to our next point. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, John So, Cruz. uh,
1: for, the, I believe you said this is dropping on Tuesday, correct? Yeah. Well, so, so today's Monday. You'll everyone pay attention to the missile baits Instagram. They're going to be doing a clutch drop with the OG and this, uh, 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 Missile Baits exclusive color. So it's got a really nice kind of blue on the back, got a little bit bit of purple down the side. This is something that John and Byron wanted specifically for Missile Baits so that they could drop on their uh, website. So they're going to have a bunch of these available really, really soon. So What time is
0: that? Oh, I'm
1: I'm not sure the date or time. I don't think they have release that yet, but it's coming up in the next week, week and a half. Either way. Yeah, so just if you go follow along with missile bait stuff, you'll see it come up there. Eventually.
0: Yeah. One, I guess that's another thing too, for everybody listening is that like these, these swim baits are not always readily available. No, they're just completely on like a, you know, this is, I've got this many Yep. and this is when they're going to come out. And they last about what? 34 seconds
1: <laughs> around that. Um, I, I really wish that the baits were available all the time. Oh, for I mean, sure. we, we, bait we've been making baits i've got a guy that's been helping me full-time now um we're about to move to a new shop we're trying to increase our production as fast as possible um we just we're having a hard time keeping up with production right now uh we did a drop last night on sunday which was the boss and uh they sold out in two and a half minutes yeah and that's that's basically the time for them to be populated on the site add to cart and through the checkout process yeah
0: <clears throat> Which is just absolutely insane. That's why I was I am so happy that Josh brought my own uh, darter because every time there has been a drop that I've wanted, like even an OG at the very least, I've always got something else going on. And just when you're like one minute late or two <laughs> minutes late, you're one second too late. It's that's, literally the same. That's thing. actually
1: a color we've not released to the public yet either. Yeah, no, that's, that's what a, I was that's just going to say special
0: run color that. Whenever Josh first made this one in that chartreuse, he had showed it to me, and he's like, "This is going to be the smallmouth killer." Yep. And, and uh,
1: the the main reason why we haven't released that one to the public is a little bit of a selfish reason, and that's I want it for myself for yeah. uh, Wilson.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: With the for, when we first were developing the darter, I took a prototype out there in that color, um, and I had the wrong back hook on there, mm. and ended up losing. About two twenty-pound bags of smallmouth in the afternoon, yeah,
0: brutal. What size
1: up, What size hook is that? That's a number three. So, so you don't
0: want a bigger hook on the back? No, um, not even for the nippers. You, you might be able to upsize a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, that is it kind of throw the balance off.
1: Uh, it can a little bit. Yeah. Um, the uh, if if you upsize it just one on that one, it's not going to make big that big of a difference. Mm-hmm um actually on that one i think i i ran out of my tradition the other hooks i think i do go one size bigger i think yeah i've
0: got tons i feel like that's a four that
1: might be a four on that one yeah so sorry i on your, on your baits i, I ran out of hooks so i had to throw something hey, else on there you're talking to the hook <laughs> that's changing a, that's a factory second too that one got a little bit of a blemish up top i like
0: there. i like blemishes i don't want it to be perfect <laughs> yeah, i like. I was that. like well
1: i can't sell this one so let's paint it up with a shark dart
0: <laughs> yeah no that i mean that's i changed the hooks out on all every single almost every single bait except for six cents yeah baits this this is the prime. one that
1: traditionally comes on it i believe that's a number three on there
0: okay yeah yeah that seems more yep. more reasonable but either way
1: yeah, it's it, it still swim tested and it swimmed great. so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, for but, sure. But, uh,
1: well, we were talking about the smaller hooks there too. Um, that kind of leads into something else that I, we, we were down on Lake Fork, uh, in May.
0: Were you there with, who were you there with? Was uh, it?
1: That was the bait Universe Gathering. Oh, that was yeah. the gather. I was going to ask and, about that uh, too. We jumped, we jumped out on the lake and, uh, there's bedfish everywhere. And we sat on one for a while and, uh, buddy jacob lang who runs uh east texas east texas trophy bass company he's a guide on lake fork great guy um seems like when everyone else was struggling to catch big one, he was still putting big ones mm-hmm. in the boat i think they caught like an 11 pounder out there the week before i was nice there. um we were out there bed fishing and just didn't we could not get him to fire on anything like he's pitching a white rage menace in there a bunch of times and mm-hmm. just mixing up a bunch of different baits and cannot get this fish to react at all. It's like just looking at it and then just kind of cruising off. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's try throwing a glide bait over it. So I I don't know if you've seen that drone footage of uh boat kind of sitting there. There's an obvious bed fish and then just pitching a boss up a white boss up, but mm-hmm. up to it and just swimming across the bed a bunch of times. Well, we threw that, uh, boss up there and that fish just immediately changed its attitude. Like yeah. it just be beca- just it's the fish. first sign of interest it gave. Um, then probably 30, 40 times we're throwing this thing over it and it's getting fired up on it and it's getting close, but it's not touching it. And I was like, well, let me throw this other one on there that doesn't have hooks on it. And, uh, I guess I should probably preface that by saying we tried several different colors as well, seeing if color made a difference. Mm-hmm. And it really did. not That fish would get super aggressive toward it, but then just not touch it. Yeah. Well, I threw one up there that didn't have hooks on it, and the fish came unglued
0: on it. Oh, that's wild.
1: just came unglued on this bait and just started just attacking it like crazy. I was like, okay, fish is fired up. Let's throw this bait over it. Threw that bait back over it with the hooks. Didn't touch it. So like that mm. fish was clearly seeing the hooks mm-hmm. and would respond to the bait differently based off the hooks that were on the bait. Sure. So uh, after I kind of figured that out, we sent up the drone, I got it in position, and then I was like, I think I'm going to catch this fish next cast. So what I did is I took the bait that didn't have hooks on it, and I put a single number four, like what's mm-hmm. on that one, on that front hook hanger <laughs> of this bait. So tiny little hooks yeah. in there. And threw that up there, and basically those next three casts are what happened on that video. Nice. And,
0: uh, that video will be in here too. You guys are seeing that as we're talking about it. The
1: crazy thing about that fish is it had the treble hook in its mouth. Mm -hmm. So it was targeting that.
0: Interesting. So, so uh, crazy.
1: yeah, it's, it's really opened my mind to like a lot of different things that are possible with the glide baits. Mm -hmm. So, or with, uh, hook configurations on the glide baits. So like, okay, well, what about not running necessarily a back hook and just running a super small front one with maybe a little bit of ostrich feather on it? Mm-hmm. Since ostrich feathers neutrally buoyant, so like it doesn't affect the rate of fall right, at all. Yeah. It just kind of sits there and just frays out in the water, kind of yeah. looking like a fin. So there's a bunch of different stuff there and like opportunities to experiment with different hooks on these
0: baits. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the as you guys are listening to this, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself like, sink rate and hook size and now, oh my god like why can't you just buy a bait and then fish it the swim bait stuff is like it's super it's deep. a religion yeah literally yeah i mean an obsession and
1: little things make big differences yeah. um yeah i mean it it looks like oh it's just a it's just a two-piece bait that just kind of comes through the water but no it's it's way deeper yeah than big that.
0: time and like i think i feel like my first exposure to well big baits or you know hard swim baits was an s waiver and mm-hmm. a bullshed yeah like when bullshads came out and like i got the five inch slow sink the original one before mike buka sold out yeah and had a mass produce like one of his original ones still have it never fish it because i'm afraid i'm gonna lose it yeah yeah um that's just like that was baits. the first thing it's like you can cast it out reel it in or do weird stuff and like oh yeah back then i was like this is these melbourne smallmouth bait. oh yeah you know what i mean like they that still catch was, a
1: ton of fish on oh big melbourne stuff
0: for sure and then the S waver that was like the first glide style mm-hmm. bait that I had exposure yep. to. Not to say it was the first one. Um
1: first mass produced one, I think. Yeah,
0: for first sure. First
1: ABS plastic one. And
0: way. they're still good. I mean, River to Sea's always had good hooks and stuff, but mm-hmm. now it's just become, you know, the eight or nine hundred dollar Hinkle sheds. Yeah. And, and the
1: more the more you dive into it, the more you're like, oh. You you start seeing the intricacies of the swim and stuff where mm-hmm. like you start throwing a lot of resin baits, and then all of a sudden you go back to the S wave and you're like this piece of crap oh yeah literally
0: just garbage <laughs> i mean comparatively. it's comparatively
1: yeah it's it's great for the beginner and like there's a bunch of plastic glide baits coming out on the market now and like i i'm all for it like mm-hmm. awesome like it's it's the gateway drug right. to getting into the actual resin like more bougie swim baits
0: yes yeah. oh yeah no and i mean that's just all part of it so then in kind of transitioning from that you also have a soft swim bait too yeah
1: i didn't bring any of those actually. that's I, uh,
0: that was my fault i totally forgot to good. say like bring one of the softies but people will be able to go to your web or the facebook page or whatever and see them
1: we're working on getting um yeah you can see them i think they're on temptation tackles website that's right yeah now. that's what i was um, travis and once once stuff. we get the clamshell stuff figured out uh which were that's been an ordeal getting actual packaging for them that you can ship it and it be confident that the mm-hmm. tail's not gonna fold over, like it's not gonna get kinked or anything like that yeah. during the shipping process. We're working on getting those done, but they've been they're fish catchers. Yeah. They got good wobble to mm-hmm. them, good really aggressive tail kick, really aggr- really good head wiggle. Um, yeah, it's it's been they've been Really good fish catchers for me.
0: Yeah, Keith fishes those. Oh yeah, Keith lot. loves it. Keith I, loves the five. Yeah, I loved. I love it too. I mean, we talked about <laughs> me doing something like that for wipers in the fall, yeah. especially when they're on like a really you know the giants are focused on like big baits. Where oh you yeah. get away with getting those big ones. But so is that? I forget. And just 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 more for the people mm-hmm. listening to, is it a line through or no? Is that a, like an underbelly? It's hook, a belly weighted. A belly weighted. Yeah. Yep.
1: yeah. Um. We've got some or we've got a way to make them solid body as well so which would probably be, be more up your alley for with sure like
0: because then I could rig it on giant yeah, jig jig head. Head. yeah yeah
1: yeah that that's probably the way to go but like yeah the way the way that water kind of like loads up on that tail and kind of folds over and just get yeah it sends off a huge kind of just there's lots of displacement water. yeah
0: water yeah. displacement
1: yeah there's definitely some like a lot of people that are familiar with like so it's an open pour style mold, mm-hmm. which means that all the plastics being laid in from the top. And when everyone sees it, they immediately think like, oh, what other swim bait is kind of poured like that? And they think of a citizen. And in my opinion, it goes hand in hand with the citizen. And mm-hmm. citizen's a lot more of like a lazy tail kick back there. It's more subtle. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's, it's, it's basically the same difference between a Colorado bladed spinner bait and a will leaf spinner bait. Okay. So the Willow Leaf spinnerbait, which is going to be more like your citizen, is going to have that more subtle tail kick Right. where sometimes you want that thump. Yeah. And that's where my softy
0: got you to play. And that one, that's six and a half inches, right? There's a six yes. and a half
1: inch version, and then there's a five and a half yeah. inch version. I
0: like the five. Yeah, that's sure. the one Keith's obsessed mm-hmm. with too. Big time. Just gets a lot. I mean, I have more confidence doing that. I mean, plus you can fish it around grass very yep. comfortably. Oh, yeah. And that's like, I'm talking back to... Like when DJ and I were fishing Thursday Nighters, God, what was the name of that stupid, stupid bait? Um, oh Do you man. remember who it's by? Huh? Do you remember who it's by? Yeah, it was a yum swim bait. The
1: Money Minnow? Yeah, the yeah, Money the Minnow. Money Minnow.
0: Dude, I caught my first, uh, Lacine largemouth over five pounds on a Money Minnow. Money Minnow's up good. Up in bait. the reeds. And
1: my, my uncle, when he was guiding, guiding in Wisconsin, um, he was obsessed with money minnows. That's all he'd throw. And, I mean, you could literally like oh, yeah. at
0: the time back, this was like eight or nine, 10 years ago. You could just buy them at Walmart. you oh, know, yeah. are in that like clamshell package with like four of them in there. Mm-hmm. And just like,
1: do they even make those anymore?
0: I don't know. I'm sure that I probably in one of my old plant 3700s have still money minnows. I'm I've sure got they're some three inch money hard, minnows
1: but... at home. I know exactly where they are. Yeah. But that was my first, like,
0: soft, <laughs> well, short of the banjo minnow, obviously. Oh, yeah. The yeah. first, like, thing that I fished belly-weighted at, like, Lone Star and Doco, where yeah. I was like, dude, the swim, I'm a pro <laughs> swim baiter, man, I'm doing it, I'm really doing it. And then I would shit the bed on every hook side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were really good on a jig head, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's, oh, yeah. I like fished wipers with them, too. Oh, man, what a bait. The days before Kaitech, Yeah, well, now, <laughs> I don't know. Kaitechs are still great, but. I just- I mean, well, I have a bunch for like when I go to Sturgeon Bay cuz like yeah. you need them cuz they're so malleable and they're they have such great action, yeah. they're so subtle. But here it's like wipers and white bass. There's no way I'm blowing through five oh, yeah. packs of Kitex on those when I could just catch them on a literal grub. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. freaking Mr. Twister if I really wanted to.
1: <laughs> Something with less salt in it. Yeah. Tears up less easy.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So, um kind of just dial back to yeah. what we were talking about before in the garage and you'd mentioned it before but bob rob obviously i've known bobby since i was 16 yeah, 17 we motion came fishing. up fishing came up yeah with motion fishing came up skateboarding together um and then we both just transitioned into fishing and then bobby started motion and then i started guiding and stuff but um yeah you live in what belton now i live or, in belton yeah um
1: boat the reason why I bring up Bobby is we're uh, about to move to a new shop yeah. in and Blue that's, Springs. That's what I was going to um, say, is yep. that
0: you're doing literally everything basically in your house yep. right now, as far as like literally making all of these baits by hand at your house. But now things are, and a they're a si-
1: 12 by 16 shed with a lawnmower in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> is that it's, the same place where you have the Wellers and all the... No, urban? no, no. That's, 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 that's in the house. That's we your don't actual, put those in the shed. actual house? Yeah, no. But yeah, no. So Josh, he's going to be transitioning from doing everything there to making headquarters um, with Bobby, which I mean, is the coolest collab that I could think of for it's small be a business. lot of social
1: media stuff coming out of there. Right.
0: It's gonna be a lot of cool so, stuff. That's big stuff. Um, you said you've got one guy helping you out right now yep. with stuff. Well, Billy. Why you're here? You yeah. Because it was hard enough for me to get Josh. You know, it was hard. It's hard enough to get me to get off the lake guiding to do a stupid podcast on my days off and it's hard enough to get him out of the shop for X amount of time to do the podcast so once you guys move into that that new big shop then I mean things are things oh, yeah. are exploding but it's yeah. only gonna get better. it's
1: it's gonna be more comfortable yeah like that too. it just right now I, I don't know the way the way i explain the shop that i'm in right now like i don't know if you've ever seen the unabomber docu docu series yeah. on netflix <laughs> yeah. the shed looks shockingly similar to that. <laughs> it is belton after all it is belton yeah. and uh i mean this resin stuff you cut like it, it's really dusty and like it's kind of like this super fine white powder so like in the middle of the winter time and stuff i've had times where i come out of the shed because i've got like a little kind of heater in there mm-hmm. keeping it above 32 degrees while i'm working in there um I come walking out of there in the middle of the wintertime and my neighbors would see me just covered in this fine white powder. <laughs> and they're thinking that there's some crazy drug lab yeah. going on next door. Like I've I've been worried that like all of a sudden police will just break down the door at some point. Hey. Like, what are you doing?
0: Again, it is Belton. <laughs> Making you baits. Are, you are in the triangle over there. Of Missouri. It's not as bad as Topeka though. That, no, that is true. <laughs> I forget that's where you live before. Yeah. I keep forgetting. It's like.
1: Where I live now is a paradise. So to long here.
0: ago, it yeah. seems like. That's cool. So what else then? So we've got, because we only talked, you know, we had a couple sips of summer chandies in the garage shooting the shit for a bit, kind of preface everything we're going to talk about. I feel like that's kind of where we left off was this transition to the new shop. But I guess as far as baits, I mean, you don't have to give away any secrets or secrets or anything, Mm -hmm. but I feel like where the, the brand is at now with like the boss, big guy, OG, middle of the line, and then the darter plus the soft offering. Yep are you going to make smaller soft offerings, you know what i mean? cuz like obviously i'd be all in for that yeah. for, you know, like stuff you could put on a rig, which now Kansas finally there's, allows 5 hooks on a rig, so
1: there's a lot of different places i've thought about taking it and i'm not quite i've got a lot of prototypes. Sure. Um right now, the three baits that i've got are a f- great foundation and the big focus right now is
0: keeping up with the product i was gonna say that uh um, why would you add something more when yeah. you can barely keep up with what you add
1: that that being said i've got probably four or five baits that are in product testing like really 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 good baits it's just let's pump the brakes here mm-hmm.
0: like, yeah
1: I, I i love making new baits mm-hmm. like bait design is my passion good uh no, I, I'm not quite sure where I'd necessarily go yet. I mean, there's a smaller boss. There's a bigger darter. There's smaller soft swim baits. There's bigger soft swim baits. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. The, the only thing that I... I mean, and then there's... We get super deep on this and start talking about, like, the ideas behind soft plastic glide baits.
0: Um, hey, I, man, we're only 30 minutes in, and this is a podcast. So you can talk about whatever is yeah, um, your podcast, man.
1: I mean, there's, there's a lot of different uh, companies, like... Mega Bass is coming out with one. Berkeley's coming out out mm-hmm. with one. That's mm-hmm. the soft plastic glide bait. But like, it's all those two are just all pretty much knockoffs of the Grow Design Flag
0: Two Fifty Five. It
1: it it is. Um, I mean, they may have little subtle things that are different, but at the end of the day, it's still that bait. Yep. Um, I think there's a way to do it better. I've been working on something like that for year, year and a half, and I'm still nowhere near what I'm wanna be. Yeah. um but i mean there's there's a lot of different stuff there from the overall physics to the way that baits kind of act in the water the drag on certain parts of the bait that make it act different ways mm-hmm. uh that i really think that it could be way better than what they're producing it's mm-hmm. just i don't think their r&d departments are putting in the time and effort
0: to make it better i'm sure because nine well i can't even i can't even put a number on it but the majority of the people that buy, are buying those baits are probably not going to know the difference. You know what I mean? They're just going to fish no, it. And they're they going to be like, <laughs> oh, this is cool, man. Look at, how, look at how it looks so realistic in that dang gum water, man. Yeah. Look at it. I have Ber- caught a fish on it. Berkeley can
1: per- or put out, we probably shouldn't name that. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop fine. right now before I get a seasoned assist it's fine. in the it's mail. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows where we're going with this it'll be the amber Heard trial all over again with clutch and berkeley
0: yeah big time so i'll just stop now who who (laughs) should shoot the bed though well i think we all know who shit the bed in this case but yeah yeah no i mean it's and that's where kind of like you were talking about earlier too you can just start with this like you're Like one of my clients, for example, he bought one of your baits and he was just getting into glide baits. And this was like six, eight months ago. He's obsessed now. That's like all he wants to do. Yeah. And it's just like you're talking about, like looking into the physics of it and the sink rate. And just exactly like when you do this, the bait does this or when you do that with your rod or have this line versus floral versus braid, how the bait works, changing out hooks, split rings adding wire to it so it maybe, you know, has a nose or a yep. tail sink or something. It just becomes like a complete Oh, there's obsession. a million
1: different things you can do with it. Yeah. Uh, I guess from from a design standpoint, I pretty much, all the baits I sell can be thrown on 20-pound fluoro, mono, whatever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. in. Um, they perform better the lighter line you go. Sure. But you start kind of getting a little ballsy there. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is the first one that I know that lost one of my baits. Oh. And that was after about six minutes of fishing it. Ooh. Um, where it, Shawnee. Uh, yeah. And uh, I go, what happened? He goes, I got seesawed on a log. And I was mm. like, well, what line were you using? 12. Oof. you doing what? On what? A OG? <laughs> yeah, it was an OG. Throwing 12-pound test Throwing on Throwing
0: 12-pound um, test on a what? I don't five know. Five-ounce bait? What is uh, it? It's three. Oh, throw it, well, either <laughs> but way. But I mean, still, like, Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Justin. You don't say you lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it brown or was it green? It was green. Mm. Mm-hmm. We know how Shawnee has those oh, big yeah. brown ones.
1: There was one time, this was not with one of my glide baits. This was with another one. And uh, I was out there fishing, and it was probably the state record smallmouth. I believe it. Came up, kissed the side, and then just went away forever. <sighs> Never got a hook. Just literally came up, just bumped the side. I was like, oh, nope, and then swam away.
0: So, was yeah. its eyes like three or four oh, yeah. inches wide oh yeah when it you was, saw it? she yeah. thick <laughs> uh, but you know what somebody at the somebody at the public docks is going to catch it on like a minnow or something and then, Guaranteed. Eat it. <laughs> and
1: then just throw it on the grill without yeah really knowing what it is like it's a trout
0: oh freaking topeka it's a fun so, like, place yeah found
1: cars in the water out there before
0: yeah like, that wipers, walleyes. You No graphing on that
1: like you're gonna find something. There's
0: giant walleye's in there. Big yeah. wipers. Perch. <laughs> freaking perch. Yeah, yellow perch. There's freaking also- perch, dude. Uh
1: I saw a guy catch a yellow perch out of Gardner uh a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. Last month somebody caught one out of Clinton too. Really? Yep. That's Which I'm different. like, my mind is blown. I'm like, oh my God. Now when was the last to-
1: time that place was stocked with them?
0: Probably, well, I don't know. I'd have to pull out my original map that I have that showed what all was stocked in there in 1974. But that's crazy. I feel like that's maybe a bucket biologist uh, fish. You know what I mean? Either, somebody, somebody brought it.
1: Either a bucket biologist or one that's been really, really unlucky and picked up by a falcon a couple times. And oh trains, yeah, pur- It
0: looked pretty clean. Or maybe his picture was just BS. But yeah, in any event. It's like, oh, I caught this at Clinton's, like uh That kind of sounds like some so- shit that I would say. <laughs> I caught a 30 and a half inch walleye from Green Bay, but I'll say it was on Wilson. Sir, you Glen are Elder. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's just go back to because you were talking about it in our last conversation for the people that are listening who are just maybe getting into swim bait fishing mm-hmm. or um Maybe just trying to do something different. I apologize for Tucker, by the way. He found out that you're here, and he is out there just losing his mind. So if you guys are <laughs> listening to this and you can hear Tucker barking in the backyard, uh, my wife's not home, so I can't do anything about it. But um, gear, rod, gear. reel, line, all very, very, very important things yeah. when it comes to uh, fishing big swim baits, glide baits, any big baits. Yeah, You can't just, like you are saying, go fish a you know six-ounce bait with 12 to 14-pound fluorocarbon.
1: Yeah. So uh for guys just starting out, excuse me. That summer shandy's coming up on me. Uh, <laughs> for guys just starting out, I recommend a Dobbin's Fury 806 SP. It's like a 100-120 dollar rod depending on what the sale one. is at Tackle Warehouse mm-hmm. or something. You can, usually you usually can find them on sale for 100 bucks. Great rod to start with. Is it the best rod there is? No, but it'll get your foot in the door and get your feet wet. Um as you kind of start getting more experienced with it. Like you start getting more and more setups. Um, obviously the boss is going to take a different rod than the darter. Um, just because the boss is 10 inches, the darter is smaller and a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boss, I'm really liking a Daiwa Tatula elite eight foot heavy swim bait rod. I love that rod. I know it, it's kind of a sleeper in the swim bait world, but it's, it's got a lot of beef behind it. It's got a deeper bend in it. Mm-mm. I love that rod. Though that uh,
0: rod doesn't look like a broomstick either. It just looks like a no, flipping stick. You it's know, a it little heavy sleek. if I have a knock oh, on it. it.
1: It's a little heavy and maybe a little stiff, but in, in my in my experience, when you've got that big fish at the end of it, you need to be a bully. Yeah. If you're gonna if you let that fish bully you around, if you fight it, you're gonna lose it. Right. Like Just get the fucker in the boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you grind, 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 and if your buddy's not there with a the net, you boat flip. Yep. Like, I mean, that happened to me this year with a seven and a quarter. Like, guy wasn't there. He had the bot That fish had the boss by a, in the corner of the mouth by a back treble. I was like, if I go for this net, that fish is gone. Yep. So, like, you just lift and pray. And yep. Luckily, it worked out mm-hmm. on that fish. Um. Yeah, so that's, that's the boss. The OG can also be thrown on that rod. And one rod I've really been messing with that I absolutely love right now is the Alpha Angler wide glove. Yeah,
0: we were talking about that, that is
1: rod. the rod for the darter. I've tried I've spent way too much money trying to find the right rod for mm-hmm. this bait because there's always been a little takeaway. Like it may not bend deep enough in the rod. Like and if, if that's the case, you're gonna lose a lot of fish. Yeah. Um the action of the rod has a lot to do with the uh action of the bait as well. Like mm-hmm. if it's got a little bit more flex to it or if it's got the right flex to it, it's going to kick those baits out wider. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get short striked where that fish bites right next to the boat, yeah, you know. got to have some forgiveness in the rod. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to pull it straight of the yep. your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, that rod's crazy, crazy light, crazy sensitive. You, if you can't see the bait, you can still feel every single thing that bait's doing in the mm-hmm. water. You can feel when the bait's at the corners, you can feel when it's, it's gliding out. You can feel when it's stopped. Like it's, it's crazy the sensitivity behind that rod and just how light and just everything about it is just perfect.
0: And a lot of that depends on what line you're using, too. You yeah. know, if a, if a big one bites you right at your feet,
1: you're gonna it, want but you have a, a stiff
0: rod, you're going to want to counter that with mono. Yep. You know, a lot of guys like mono. I When I first started fishing bullshads, first it was braid. Keith started using Copoly, so I started mm-hmm. using Copoly, and then I ended up just going back to Braid for, I, you know, because it was easy. I think
1: that's the biggest mistake a lot of guys make starting out swim bait fishing is like, they're like, okay, it's a really expensive bait. I want to throw it on Braid. That way I don't lose it. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize, like, if, let's, let's say for example, if you've ever casted a frog or a topwater walking bait or something, you make a big long cast and it goes tunk, middle of the air, it stops and <laughs> folds over on itself. It happens to everyone. When you do that with a three to four to five ounce bait, you will snap 50 pound test braid
0: on the cast. I was going to say, so that, that, that leads me into a funny story. I was going to wait until we started talking about line. <laughs> the very first day that I fished the bullshad at Melbourne with Keith yep. in a tournament in an EKB tournament on like the South shore by the campgrounds right there outside of the Marina first cast. I like whip that thing and it just goes tink. And I watched that bullshad go all the way up, like close to the grill on the campground. And Keith was like, we'll just hope it's there at the end of the day. And then (laughs) at the end of the tournament, I like drove myself around and picked it up. Yeah. And then Keith did the same thing the following year at Stockton with an A-Rig on his first cast. Do I have it on video? (laughs)
1: Everyone thinks that Braid is just this cure-all because it's got a high pound test rating. But what right. people no, don't realize is like stretch. it can't absorb a lot of shock. Mm.
0: Zero. Um, yes. It, I mean, there's it, no stretch. zero
1: has zero stretch to it. So yeah. just the shock absorbency of it is just bad. Mm-hmm. Where that's where something like mono and fluoro ha- that actually have that stretch, you've got a little bit of forgiveness there. Yeah. I mean, obviously mono is going to stretch more than fluoro. And the stuff I use for glide baits is actually a really cheap motto. It's hmm. big game.
0: Yeah. Oh, big game. Yeah. Dude. That's what I use on all my trolling rods. It's like
1: six dollars for three hundred yep. yards, and it is it is awesome line it's for swim baits. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I maybe wouldn't be dragging jigs with it. No. But
0: no. Yeah. But that's what all my like the you know precision depth trolling chart, the trolling bible for crank baits for walleye baits, are all based off of um, twelve pound big game, and that's yeah. what all my crankbait trolling rods are spooled with because they follow that and you're trolling two miles an hour you've got the stretch yep and the forgiveness and stuff but
1: and it's actually got some abrasion risks it does too. yeah and the big game horrible has. horrible memory i mean it's bad but it's not
0: yeah. too bad mm-hmm. but about, i mean for how cheap it is yeah change your the value out.
1: there is crazy <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah it's good but that it's easy to get wound up <laughs> no pun intended with yeah. thinking about like, Oh my God, what line do I need? You can make it as simple as mono or co or whatever, yep. or, but I mean, I've tried fluorocarbon, but fluorocarbon sinks. So yeah. it doesn't work as well with some baits that are made to be subsurface because your, your line is sinking. Yeah. Whereas like braid floats, obviously. And so does mono. And so,
1: and there's a lot of drag in it too. So like, especially as you start <clears> getting up into heavier pound tests, like 20 or 30. So like, Those baits, like what you're trying to get to actually swim like this in the water, like pretty level from a bait builder standpoint, I try to have that nose down just a touch and that's to counter effect the drag that's on a typical bait. So like the line pulling it, like going back to the rod is going to actually move that nose up just a bit. So yeah, when it comes to like the actual design of baits, like you've got to take everything into account like Mm -hmm. that. So it's like, well... If you're using 15 pound test, it's going to cut through the water a lot better, but it's going to have a little bit less drag, Um, which sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you want it to nose down a little bit more. Like the boss is naturally like, but what I aim for every single time on every single build of this is a rate of fall of about half a foot every five seconds or so. Crazy slow. Yeah. Like. I almost wanted
0: to suspend for sure. I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I would love for it to, suspend. I, I lost
1: a 10 pounder in Texas last time I was down there. Mm. And it was, uh, I had, it was my baby. Like I'd, I, I had one bait that I was, I, I generally don't keep my, the, like, it's it's like a balsa square belt where like you've got varying degrees of right yeah if it if they don't swim good they don't pass the test they go straight not in my trash can I take them down the road to a trash can so I don't have people <laughs> camping outside my house yeah. I go through my garbage every week yeah. Um but yeah so uh, those ones that are just like an insane swimmer like I know Cliff Pace and Black Label has always talked about his A swimmers I don't keep those for myself but this one boss I did. And it was one of those ones that just kind of sat there. And I basically worked this bait out to the end of a dock and let it sit at the end of the dock for about three, four seconds. And I was looking at the bank. I was like, what is that on the bank? Then all of a sudden out of nowhere, just, I feel tick. And I look back and it's just her. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's so big. Um, I, at the time I had no frame of reference to how big this fish could have been. Um, And then we fished a weeknight or the next night where a ten fourteen was weighed in, and this fish would have dwarfed that fish. Wow. So, like, it was, I don't want to think about how big it potentially could have been, but. It's a fish story now. It was a big one. (laughs) It (laughs) was not little.
0: That's the allure, and that's kind of what's Mm -hmm. always been the allure to fishing big baits, and, like, we've heard it a thousand times. Big baits, big fish. Okay, well, I've seen a lot of seven and eight-inch fish caught on. (laughs) swim baits this yeah moment. like it's not always that but you are i don't know there's just something to it. it's hard to explain and it's
1: it's a tool there's certain times yep. that it's going to be more useful than others like
0: the drawing one, power
1: yeah one, one of the biggest or one of the comments that it seems like it's one or two guys on the social medias that always says like you know the keyboard warriors they're always like oh well my bag of worms yeah. will outfish fish that like <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah is it more fun to fish it no like right. I, I don't want to go throw a wacky worm everywhere and
0: her <laughs> net rig.
1: That's a, yeah. Wacky worm or network, Neg Ned rig or something like that. It's that's one big, that's one thing about the big swim baits is that, that they are just incredibly fun to throw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, I mean, again, you just like, it depends on your style of fishing. You get to be very methodical yeah. about it and just like get, I mean, I say this like in a good way, not the bad way you can get in your head mm-hmm. about it and just like, it's an art form. I watched Milliken do it when I worked for him for nine months and watched him start to get into the swim bait world. And now, and now I mean, he's one of the look, best. I was going to say, now look at him now, you know, where he was like, he had one Hinkle shad, yeah. you know, from Corey himself, or I think that's his name, Corey, Corey Hinkle, maybe. Andrew, Andrew. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just like the drawing power to get those big fish. Cause like you're talking about that 10 pounder, like you never saw that fish. Until you made the cast, and you just like happened to be just like whatever, letting it sit there, and then you looked over, you are like, "What's that?" And then all of a sudden, the fish was on. Yeah. Do you think you would have caught that fish with a jig? No. Let alone seen it or nope. a spinner bait or a bladed a chatter bait or whatever. You know, it's like yeah,
1: and I, I can confidently say no because the bait there, drew the fish out. Yeah. There's there's so many instances, and I I tell my co anglers this like if I'm fishing a tournament, I'm if I'm in the front of the boat and I got a co angler in the back, and I'm if I'm fishing a glide bait, I'll I'll tell the guy like, look. Once my bait's out of the water, free reign, cast yeah. out it all you want. That co-angler has never caught
0: that fish. Oh, I guarantee. Never. Yeah. It's not like not, a muskie. It's it happened a Where you can draw a the fish in and yeah. then you pitch out a, you know, Ned rig or like even a smallie. Yeah. You know, you get one to the boat and he misses it. You put a Ned rig down. You know, he's right there. He's probably yeah. going to bite it, but.
1: The, the only way to get that fish to respond again is with a bigger glide bait. <laughs> if you come back through with a smaller one, nothing you come yeah. back through i'm even talking a little bit later in the day like mm-hmm. generally it is that fish generally will only get defensive super fired up over it if it's a bigger glide bait coming back through that interesting area. um
0: i could see that so this guy we go from the boss to yeah the old 16 what what even is that bait's name i forgot i don't know we don't have i never name really it. named it it just, just it's big it's that is yeah we it's don't really fun. need anything. I mean, I could put that up against one of those six-pound smallmouth up oh, there, yeah, it's and it up would still <laughs> be pretty big. <laughs> yeah. It's like half the size of the northern behind you.
1: <laughs> the thing is, like, just kind of the way the physics work about those glide baits is that one swims crazy good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like well, I said, I mean, uh, we've got the video uh, that you guys saw earlier in this podcast of that thing working in the tank. I mean, it it is cool. It's oh, yeah. just freaking cool.
1: There's. Uh, we were down, down on Tanny Como. Uh, oh, like way the, down? The trout way, fishery way, way down. down in Branson. Yeah. And uh, we were throwing it up next to the 16-inch bait up next to like laydowns and stuff. And if we would have had a polarized lens on the camera that Brock was filming with, mm-hmm. it would have been the craziest video I've ever we've ever got, yeah but you can't really see them in it but they just came out and just wolf packed around it, just surrounding it on all sides it's just not good, liking it in their area sneaky
0: good big fish oh yeah place when oh, you go yeah. way down that's what i was saying like way down you know like past branson landing yep to where i mean i don't know i have no frame i've never been down there i've just heard the stories and it's seen pictures you know fish. like travis swift catches big ones there on yeah. swim baits and stuff i know that name. he's yeah yeah he, i don't know he's kind of I don't think he watches this, so it's fine. Okay. It's kind of weird, but he does. He fishes Branson. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Big swim bait guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, cool. I know Travis Swift. He's
0: definitely going to watch this. Do you think so? Yeah. He's he's up,
1: called me several times. He's ordered a bunch of cases. That's why I recognize the name. Hey, Travis, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> that's good. I pro- I promise. He's, he's going to watch this.
0: <laughs> but all that was to say, that's where I saw the first, you know, like, Six and a half to seven and a half pound largemouth from that yeah. fishery, and you know there's bigger in there, yeah, guaranteed. But that fishery sets up amazing for glide baits because I guess that would lead us to our next point: what water conditions are you looking for? Because I've always thought of big swim baits like this being it has to be kind of clear, you know, they have to be able to see it, and you know, they need to be drawn in from a distance. Yeah.
1: And I I push the envelope way too much yeah um i try to make it work every month for sure um i would too yeah and and it does to an extent it seems like in the winter time they kind of like i'll sink it down over brush piles and stuff and they seem to follow it like it's
0: they're so cold and lazy at at "Eh." all
1: points in time of the year you you can very much use utilize a glide bait for not just catching them but practice Mm -hmm. so like that big Mm -hmm. bait we're talking about drawing power it's going to pull them out of rock piles, brush piles, everything that they're on. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're a big live scoper. Yep. So, like, I'll wrap lead wire around the hook mm-hmm. and sink it down a lot faster. So, deepest I've fished a glide baits in 35 foot.
0: Yeah. Deep and. Uh, I do the same thing with jerk baits. Yeah, you. The, yeah, the jerk wire bait's a great way hires. to do it. Yep. Um,
1: but yeah, mm-hmm. they, it just it will pull them out of cover. So if you're a big tournament guy and you're trying to figure out, you've got. They're in brush piles, hot and heavy, and you're trying to figure out what brush piles are your active ones, which ones to run during the actual tournament, run through there the day before, maybe cut the hooks off just to be safe. Um, You'll get a squirrely one, every, and usually it's like a seven pounder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll It'll bite it in practice. But if you fish it a couple feet over the top of a brush pile, you will see everything that lives in that pile. You'll know which ones to come back and maybe drag a jig through a big worm through mm. uh, the next day during your tournament. And then ones that you don't have them c- come up out of, just don't fish them in the tournament.
0: Yeah. stay true. them alone. But you know, I mean, obviously at that point, they're like probably resident, pretty resident fish. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be there. It's just like a muskie. You know, you can see it in the morning, come back in the evening and catch it. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Glad baits really turned bass fishing into a Southern version of muskie fishing. Literally.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I would totally agree. um so what about reels then uh like because gear ratio i should say reel doesn't matter i mean whatever do whatever you want i'll say dial
1: tatula 300 or nothing else so six six, eight to
0: one eight one to one so on a slow
1: on the so this is where it gets kind of scientific and nerdy a little bit exactly so the uh tatula 300 so it's a 300 size reel um, which means that your spool is a lot bigger. So mm-hmm. like the traditional style reels, Wide, like yeah, a 100 size. I think some people use yeah, 80s. Like, right. um, mm-hmm. It's a really small diameter spool. But as you start stepping it up, so like a 100, mm-hmm. 200, 300, what you got to think is like every time that s- spool spins around, it's picking up more line. And that's what the gear ratios stand for. So like a six, three to one is every one reel handle turn you have, that spool is spinning 6.3 times. Mm-hmm. So a 6-3 to 1 on a 100 size reel as opposed to a 300 size reel has a lot it the 300 has a lot more pickup than the smaller ones. Yep. So, I use a 6-3 to 1 on a 300 size reel. If you're trying to make do with like a 100 or 150 size reel, I'd maybe bump it up to a 7-3 to 1 or 8 to 1 gear ratio. Yep. That seems to be kind of that sweet spot for getting the most action out of these baits. Yeah. Um, now the darter, uh, that's a different story. Like You can get away with using a 100 to 150 size reel, but bare minimum eight to
0: one gear ratio. Mm -hmm. It's it needs speed. Yep, like that's what I was gonna say about this guy, and that's why I like this especially for smallmouth because I'm not gonna be fishing this very slow, especially like in the fall up shallow yeah clear water situation it's gonna be like grind 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 grind, just it was it was originally
1: designed around the herring fisheries of south carolina georgia Mm -hmm. where those fish just love speed it does look very herringy it It is actually modeled directly after a herring big well there Um, you go (laughs) but i mean the the thing is like it excels everywhere because so yeah it looks like a herring but also for you northern guys it looks like an alewife alewife's the exact same profile sure um for you TVA guys, Skipjack's the exact same profile. Um, there's little minnows and creek, ch- creek chubs around here that mimics that profile. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like everywhere you go, you will find this profile in the wild. Mm-hmm. And, like,
0: uh, you were talking about uh, Shad. Yeah. And that one reel that you did. And I think it was, was it with the OG? Which one was it? You were talking about the Shad. How, how thin skinny it is. yeah yeah how yeah. Thin so they are that that was probably the boss video mm. so like for a 10 inch glide bait you're not
1: going to find a bait that skinny um oh, and the, right. the reason why is it sucks to make a bait that thin work like it should sure it'll blow out super easy it's not are you talking
0: about like blow out like it'll turn over on yeah, itself it, yeah. it
1: it doesn't swim right mm-hmm. um And that's why this this bait, we went through 32 different designs to finally get it right. Mm. Took a ton of prototyping. And there at the end, I was manipulating the tail thickness by half a millimeter at a time. Like just every little bit was making a difference. And it finally landed on that where it'd be, it just, it was perfect.
0: Yeah. It looks, yeah. I mean, that's just like, I don't know. You have to see it in person and have it in your hand to appreciate the craftsmanship of a bait like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can say, "Oh, this bait is great all day long in a podcast," but like if you're in the swim bait game and know a thing or two about a thing or two, when you have it in your hand, e- even before you fish it, like you oh, just yeah. know that those little minute tiny differences, just like when the bullshads, when Mike Buka was still making yep. bullshads by hand by himself before they were mass produced. I mean, just from the from the tail, yep. all the way to the nose.
1: Well, let's just put it this way. So there there's a little divot in the uh chin of this bait. Yep. And that's
0: there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you were talking about that in that reel. Too, yeah. Just that little groove. It,
1: it basically the water flows across it a little bit different every time it hits a little bit different angle. And it just, it almost gives it like a little secondary shimmy in the water as it's coming through the water. Mm-hmm. That's something that other glide baits just don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's those little secondary actions that in my mind make a huge difference when it comes to making fish commit as opposed to just follow, which sure. is notorious with glide baits. If, if you know anything about glide baits, you know, like, oh, fish follow them like crazy. Yeah, but there's little things you can do in bait design that's going to make them more apt to bite it as opposed to just follow
0: it. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like anybody listening kind of goes without saying, do you want the fish to follow it or do you want to bite it? (laughs) Do you want to look at the fish? Depends what to hold the fish. Excuse me. So um, I guess last thing too, because I like to get real technical when it comes to little things, especially terminal tackle. Mm Mm-hmm crosslock snap or no snap tie direct or snap.
1: this is something i've been really messing i think with i saw
0: zaldane fishing one he had a snap yeah um
1: first of all my baits are designed that you don't need a snap mm. um they're still gonna have great
0: action whether you've got it on there
1: or not for me um, it's
0: just one more thing to fail
1: yeah it is one more thing to fail now i will say i've been running a snap a lot lately
0: it's got to be a big a beefy one um 80 you know? pound test minimum yeah
1: um but the thing is, you don't want it too big where it starts affecting the weight of it and then also, like, it's very, very, very visual. Um, but I, it, it allows the bait a little extra freedom, yeah. it seems like.
0: That's what the whole... That's why I use them on crankbaits, uh, trolling. Yep. Or my ripping wraps or jigging wraps or anything that has a darting action or is hunting or something Yeah, gives it more freedom to work as opposed yeah. to being...
1: Now I will say, so this kind of gets nerdy, but the... uh viscosity of the water can play a lot with that too yeah so like summertime you probably don't need one as much because that water is less viscous right so which means which means that things can flow through it better like it's It's
0: not it's less dense yeah yeah yeah
1: so in the winter time is water gets really really dense as it gets closer and closer to 32 degrees it gets more Mm -hmm. and more dense Mm -hmm. so like obviously when water hits below 32 degrees it's frozen and it's not dense at all and So, like, as it gets closer and closer to that number, it gets more dense and it gets harder for baits to move through it. Um, that's why, like, your rate of fall, like, on jerk baits and stuff, seems like most mass produced jerk baits on the market are uh suspend around that 40 to 50 degree range, somewhere right in there. Where, like, if it's a lot hotter, that's jerk bait's going to sink more, and Mm -hmm. then if it's colder, it's more apt to float. Mm -hmm. So, that's why you hear so often like oh you got to change the hooks out on jerk baits you got to be able to make them do all this different stuff so that they actually suspend um same thing's true with uh glides and actually the actions way more affected by the temperature than jerk baits in sure. my opinion but I believe uh, it. Yeah, so I mean, when it's when it's summertime, you don't necessarily have to have that snap because there's less resistance holding that bait from performing in the water, where in that wintertime, I get a, I'll get use the snap a little bit more just because it allows that bait to have a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. And also, I think line, line becomes more <clears throat> supple in the warmer weather yeah, as well. Yeah, it,
0: it absolutely does. <clears throat> but that's, that's why I asked that question because a lot of people like myself that might be listening think about things like that to where, They When they want to get into something new, they want every single thing.
1: Those are the nitty-gritty details there. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: is, for sure. Those are the... That's deep. Where the flip side of it is like, just go fishing. Just go figure it out, you know, like see what works. But I mean, in my... How I've learned over time, over the last 20 plus years is just, I want everything perfect or perfect the same time, or at least to give me the best opportunity for success. So, I mean... You, you definitely trust- don't
1: have to go that deep. I no. mean No. Go buy a pack of Sankos and pack of hooks and go <laughs> catch a ton of bass. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, cro- or uh Barbie poles still catch <clears throat> fish nowadays, so
0: it's mean. true. Hey, that's the next uh clutch viral video. Throwing this guy on a Barbie pole. I think it'll snap. It will, but <laughs> I mean hey. I
1: think I think the Barbie pole's been beaten to death on YouTube.
0: It has. YouTube is ate up. That's why I just I don't really watch much YouTube. I just make videos. I don't really watch. I have like three or four guys that I watch on YouTube now. It's the
1: best social media content strategy there is, where it's just post and get out. Yep. The more you spend <laughs> on it, the more you spend on there, the thirst traps and all that stuff. Like it's just gonna drag you down deep rabbit hole.
0: And- Ask me how I know. That's <laughs> it. Just post and get out. Yep. I'm a fishing guide and I do don't read some- the comments. No. Stay
1: away from those.
0: Y'all, yours are. I mean, I get comments. Yours are insane. That like you said that. That tank video from the expo. Oh yeah. It, absolutely insane. And you text me every now and again and like mention stuff like that. Oh or yeah. Just like, just a little like, check out
1: this person. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> wild.
0: But Hey, I guess that's the price we pay.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, to all the people out there that leave comments like that, thank you for helping the algorithm. Literally. Um... Thank you.
0: <laughs> if you don't like me, don't talk about me. Yeah. You, you are making, like it, you don't.
1: are making my content do better keep it up. Yep. That's why I, <laughs> I will say. not read them all day long.
0: I love it. Well, nice, man. Well, I don't think, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground and for a lot of people, especially if you've been dabbling in the swim bait world or want to get into it. I mean, a lot of this will be information overload, but that was the point of this whole thing Yeah, was to give, you know, it's not like, Oh, the Josh's, you know, glide baits are the end all be all on the swim bait market. It's like, you can buy a cheap swim bait or you can buy an expensive swim bait. If you're just starting out, start small and work your way up. Figure out how these things work, how to fish them. It's a tool.
1: right? It's, at yeah. the end of the day, it's it's learning a new tool. It's yeah. Granted, it's way funner to fish than the chatterbait. It's way funner to fish mm-hmm. than a jig. But at the end of the day, it's still a tool. There's a time to put it down. There's a time to pick it up. And the more you fish with it, the more you're going to learn those times.
0: Yep. And how I learned to fish a shad was... In the fall, because that's the only time I ever wanted to fish mm-hmm. it was in the fall for smallmouth. When I went fishing, that was the only ride I had on the boat. Yeah, that's the best way. That's there's no other because if you're if you go 45 minutes to an hour plus without getting a sign of life, what's your first thing? What's the first we'll thing drop I'm gonna inside do? I'm gonna, here I'm if, gonna pitch up a, I'm gonna pick up a tube. Yeah, every time be like, I know I can catch fish on a tube.
1: You're gonna pull up Brian Keeney and just put it down after five minutes and pick up a jig again. <laughs> yeah little inside name drop there for you.
0: Hey, but it all, it all goes the same (laughs) direction of like, you just want to fall back on what you're comfortable with. Yeah. But in order to get good at it, you got to go outside your comfort zone. You have to commit to it. The two hardest baits for me to ever commit to, or when I first started out was an A-rig and a jerk bait. Yep. Very hard for me to commit to those baits unless I'm getting some sort of response. But once I did, my number one favorite bait to throw is a jerk bait. Yeah. That 13, 12 and a half pound wiper behind us was caught on a jerkbait.
1: Go to a pond, go to a lake that you know you're just gonna get a ton of bites. Yeah. Know where they live. I mean, don't don't pick up a new bait on a body of water you've never been to. You don't know what what those fish are doing at all. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna become frustrated with it and you're gonna put it down immediately. Yeah. Have some confidence in the area you're fishing, know that there's fish there, then pick it up and throw it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that's true with anything.
0: Mm-hmm. It is easy to cover water, though, with a glide bait, you know, depending on how fast. I mean, you can, you know, you're not burning it by any means. Multi-joints where it's
1: really easy to cover water mm because you're just cast and just burn it back in.
0: Sure. Because somebody's going to let you know whether you get bit or not. Oh, yeah. That's the draw. You're going to have a follow. It's like musky fishing. You're going to pick up, like, the fish are here or even on live imaging. Even if you don't see Mm -hmm. the fish, but on live scope or active target or mega live or whatever, (laughs) a bait this big... You're going to see clear as day on your graph and then see a fish come up behind it. Yeah. And then you can figure out, okay, what should I have done differently? Should I have twitched it once more? Should I have killed it? What should I have done? You just go yeah. from there. Just all fun learning experience and oh, doing yeah. something different.
1: Yeah. The second you get a follower to...
0: It's all over. Yeah. You're, or if you catch addicted. one on your first day ever of fishing. Yeah, that, that too. That <laughs> you're you're it. like, I'm screwed now. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: this is going to completely ruin. Three thousand dollars later, I'm never going to want
0: to throw anything else. Getting fired from your job because you couldn't miss the drop of a clutch bait. Yeah. <laughs> so well, anyway, that was uh, that was my whole point. I mean, to introduce people to the glide bait. Industry and just like what Josh has done, but more of the success story, kind of the same success story that I've had as a business owner. Um, took me a lot longer, but you know, with social media and how you've manipulated it in a good way to your advantage and seeing where things have gone. Plus, you're just a man obsessed, just like me. Yeah. You know, just like an obsession and always want, like you said, I mean, you said, I got to pump the brakes. I don't ever want to pump the brakes. My wife, I don't me want to, pump- to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But it gets to a point where you just, just let it ride for a bit and then bring it back up because yeah. you've already established yourself. So that's See, why I was. I it's was, easy to
1: uh, work sixteen, eighteen hour days when you just absolutely love it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. When did you quit your full time job? Uh, um, two uh, years October ago? of last. Oh, last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was longer than that for some reason.
1: No, but it's been a crazy. What it's been eight months now.
0: Yeah. It feels longer than that for it feels me. Feels like too yesterday. For, <clears throat> For you just you know but that's that's why it's it's been awesome to see and congrats on all the on the Thank all the success and stuff but um all the links are going to be in the description so the clutch swimbait co facebook page that's where you're going to be able to find pretty much all the drops i mean instagram obviously as well but go watch all of his videos on tiktok as well just because i mean there's funny stuff you know just yeah, like i was there's stuff you shit.
1: that don't don't take everything that i do on there too seriously there's yeah. some people
0: that do <laughs> it is if, tiktok if after you all. see a
1: video uh, with these two on it
0: and he's acting really
1: the, serious the 25 ounce jig or the 16 inch swim bait know that it's probably a joke
0: and they're not for sale yeah just novelty stuff
1: but hey i mean do what everyone else does and say that you forgot to take the rubber off the hook just <laughs> it makes me laugh every time
0: classic <laughs> So, but yeah, that's where you can find Josh. Um, obviously. So, well, dude, we're already over an hour here, but I'll keep going. You had <laughs> the complete, the like one thing I should have written stuff down. You had a tackle warehouse drop. Yeah. And now they want more.
1: Yeah. A lot more.
0: So the first run that they wanted, and this is the last time we talked when I was talking about wanting to do this podcast was 300 baits. Yep. How fast did they sell out on tackle uh, warehouse? So or maybe the, it was, fr-
1: the first, there there was a little hiccup there where I think they had a couple held back just in case like something went wrong oh, with their system. Yeah. Um, the first ones went in like two hours and 45 minutes or so. Then I think it was completely sold out in like three hours.
0: Yeah. Which is for Tackle Warehouse. That's pretty gnarly. Oh, we, you know, we've
1: uh, code 502'd it. We had, uh, we crashed the site a oh, couple crashed times. That's yeah. nice. crazy. It
0: broke the internet.
1: Which thank you to everyone out there that
0: got big on time. That. That's. It's because that now crazy, has allowed you crazy humbling. to have another one, another order. I mean, you were late today to the house because you were on the phone with Tackle yeah. Warehouse, and now they want 500 or 600 700. or 700 700 dude. Insane. So now you will be able to buy Josh's baits not only from him when he has his drops, but also Tackle Warehouse, and then the Missile Baits drop as well. Is that Tackle that Warehouse? Should, no, that's going to be on Missile
1: Baits' website. Yeah.
0: This guy, um, that exclusive color... On yep. missile baits, so I mean, you have ample opportunities to get these, but you can't just go to Bass Pro, which, please God, don't sell these to Bass Pro. No, just let Johnny Morris has enough money. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get your no, money. It's um,
1: I'm I'm not planning on it. I know <laughs> I know, I know I'm just that they're, you shit. they're they're where the way they set up stuff yeah. seems different. So,
0: but that so they I mean again, follow all of Josh's socials, uh, Clutch Swim Bait Co and turn on post notifications for those if you want to get these because then you'll be notified when those drops are going to be and then you'll have to set an alarm on your phone and there's an email sign
1: up list on the website and that's probably yeah. the best every time that there's a bait availability I send out a mass email I don't spam you with oh what's the bait of the week I don't yeah. do that stuff I just let you know when baits are available
0: that's clutchswimbaitco.com yep yep and I think you have these hats too right yeah
1: hats are up on the website
0: buttery 25, hats
1: 25 bucks a piece as super, soon as i got clean. this
0: hat i texted josh and i was like this is in my top three hats it's super comfortable big time it's Look just a clean. richardson one, one but i just like good i have funny shaped head but this one i wear it all the time you guys saw it on the last podcast that i did a, i wore this hat so. richardson
1: 112
0: but anyway man again just congrats on all the Thanks. Success and continued success has just been such a fun thing to watch from somebody that I knew back when we were just f- fishing rinky dink bass tournaments. And it was just some kid from Wisconsin that really liked smallmouth. So we gravitated towards each other, and now things have taken off. And he's no longer working for the man, and he's working for himself, doing what he loves and makes amazing, amazing baits. So I hope you guys found this talk to be. Hopefully not too much of an information overload, um, but if you're just looking to get into the swim bait or the glide bait world or the big bait world in general, a really good starting point. Or if you guys have already done this, maybe you've been able to pick apart some stuff that maybe you didn't know about before also, but I'm sure if you hit up Josh um, on any of his socials, he'd be happy to answer. Oh yeah. Any questions, questions you got, send them my way. for you. So. But it's in the in the cards. Hopefully, here in the next probably six months to a year, uh, when both Josh and I get some extra time to go out and do some fun stuff, especially with this guy right here, some smallmouth stuff. If he doesn't catch a twenty five pound bag of smallmouth at Wilson without me, <laughs> on this guy, I would like to be able to do that and make some fun content out of it, especially with the drone, the clear oh, yeah. water. at Wilson. oh yeah, that yeah, that'd be fun. Made so some
1: good drone content, some catching some smallies on it,
0: big time, awesome. But I will uh, I will send you off with this, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys are continually enjoying the podcast. And again, all of Josh's uh, Clutch Swimbait Co. Information is in the description below. And that's all we've got for you today. Thanks cool. again, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yep, it's you fun. bet. We'll see you guys on the next one. See ya.